This episode of Business Inspires is brought to you by the Village of Marble Cliff. Small village, big thinking. Find everything you need at marblecliff.org. This is Business Inspires, a monthly podcast of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. To run a successful business, you need resources, valuable connections, and community recognition. Business Inspires will provide you with the tools, resources, and examples to inspire you to create the business you're envisioning. Hello, I'm Stephanie Evans, and I am the Executive Director of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. In today's episode of Business Inspires, I'm talking with Dan Bartholomew, an educator for the Financial Education Partnership. Dan is also the immediate past president of the Tri-Village Chamber and is very generous in sharing his time and talents with us. Thank you, Dan, and welcome to our Business Inspires podcast. Well, thank you for that great introduction. I try to help the chamber when I can, but it's easy when there's such good people here to, to come visit with. Thank you, Dan. You really are special, and uh, we always enjoy having you around and, and um, value your, your time with us. <laughs> Stop laughing. Are your fingers crossed when you say that? <laughs> Not at all. So let's get started by talking a little bit about you, your background in financial advising. Right? Okay. Yep. Um, so tell us about your path to becoming a financial advisor. So it was long and windy. Um, I, I came to, to Columbus from Northeast Ohio and went to Capital University. Um, spent four years in school there, and then I decided I was going to stick around and, and coach football there. So I did that for five years. From there, I went down to Florida and, and lived there for a while. Got married down there. My wife and I had our daughter in Florida. Decided we want to move back to Ohio. Um, and at that point is when I got into the, the financial insurance realm um, in a couple of different aspects and been with the financial education partnership now for um, a little over a year, I guess it's been. It's such a, a nice way to, to talk to people and, and kind of obviously we hope they get something out of it, but, but it, it kind of makes you feel good too when, when you're doing what you're doing. Right. Right. We're going to come back to that. Okay. I just want to get your background there, and we're going to come back around to to kind of fill in your cup there. But I'm always curious to know how childhood dreams play out in the present. (laughs) So tell me, when you were little, did you always dream about being a financial advisor? From day one, I knew I was going to do this. Um, (laughs) Wow. uh, (laughs) What did you think you want to be when you grew up? I mean, I was, I feel like probably every other kid that, that grew up at least the the ones I grew up with, I was going to, I was going to be a professional basketball player or a baseball player or a football player or something, you know, just mm-hmm. that, that's what, what I wanted to do. And I can remember in, in eighth grade, my dad telling me, you're not going to be a professional basketball player. And like Shattered I got, I, he did. And I, I seriously, I got so mad at him. I'm like, I'm your son. You're supposed to encourage me to, you know, he's like, I'm encouraging you go practice, do it. I'm just telling you, that's not realistic. Don't put all your eggs in, in that basket. And so it took me a couple hours, I think probably to calm down and realize, you know what? He's probably right that, that this isn't, this probably isn't a realistic dream. So I went to college and I wanted to be an attorney and that lasted for about a year because the funny thing is, is in, in college, when you start taking classes that are, that, that take you down the, the pre-law um, path, it's nothing like the TV shows. And right. I wanted to be an attorney because I wanted to go into the courtroom and argue and in one day win this case and, you know, be the hero. And it's not like that at all. And, and it just, it wasn't, 
it wasn't something that I was going to probably be good at, but it wasn't something that I wanted to do. Just, it was so much just reading and regurgitating. And so I found out a lot that, that I didn't want to do. I think that happens for a lot of us. You, you yeah. start college with one thing in mind and then you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Right. And yeah. You're, you're just, yeah. you're exposed to so many um, new and different things that a, you learn that maybe you didn't like what you thought you did, yeah. but you find so many other things that you didn't even know existed. Yep. And that's exactly what, what happened with me. Like there was, I mean, I, I remember taking classes, accounting classes and econ classes that, I, I mean, it was all new to me. And I, I mean, I came from a, I feel like a pretty decent sized high school and stuff, but I don't, you know, I didn't, I didn't take accounting and partly because I wasn't interested in it in, in high school, but, but yeah, I definitely found myself in, in college and, and found out that there was a much bigger world than, than Northeast Ohio. And then you liked the econ and the accounting? Yeah, not so much the accounting. Um, I mean, I got through the accounting because I had to, but the mm-hmm. econ stuff was, was, was interesting. That's where I, you know, and I didn't know what I wanted to do with, with, with econ specifically, mm-hmm. and I didn't go back and major in it or minor in it or anything like that. But, but I remember the classes just, I mean, I took some electives that were econ classes just because I, they were interesting to me, I mm-hmm. thought. And I guess they, it, it turns out it serves me well. You know, the econ didn't help me in my first five years when I was coaching football, but, <laughs> but I think long-term it's been, it's been a it's good strategy. It's probably played a factor, yeah. 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 yeah, it's always fun to hear that information. Let's shift then to, so you're a, a financial advisor, but you volunteer your time with the Financial Education Partnership. Yes. So I want you to tell us a little bit about the partnership and, uh, and your role there. It's an unbelievable foundation. It's, it's based out of Washington, D.C., it was started by a gentleman out there named Jonathan Lee, who grew up in the D.C. Baltimore area. His his dad was a was a government employee, um, and that's really how this started. Was he was he was going around talking to his his dad's friends' employees, um, stuff like that that were that were in the government system. So talking to him about their pensions and and what their different options were, and it grew from there to the point now where it's a it's a nationwide foundation. And there's people all over the, the country that, that volunteer their time to the Financial Education Partnership to provide workshops to religious organizations, companies, fraternal organizations, anybody that, that has a group of people that wants some financial literacy, financial education, um, the, they can contact the, the partnership. And, and there's, I'm not going to say 100% of the time, but usually there's somebody in the area that can fulfill that that need. So is there just, there's one staff office in Washington, DC no, and the volunteers everywhere or DC. Um, there's another one I think out in, it might not be Denver, but in, in mm-hmm. Colorado, but a couple, a couple yeah. offices. Yep. All right. And then the volunteers are all over the place. Volunteers yeah. are, are kind of scattered around and there's just, there's a vetting process that goes into it. Um, so you can't just, you know, call them up and say, Hey, I want to be part of this. Mm-hmm. They, they look at, you know, what you're doing and does it align with, with their mission, which is to provide financial education, trustworthy financial education to, to those people that need it. Okay. So I read on your website that the guiding philosophy of the financial education partnership is to eliminate financial illiteracy. Mm-hmm. So in you already shared some of the things that you guys do. So in practical terms, what does that mean? Like how, how are you doing that? You, you said workshops. Yep. Um, I saw like programs. So, so tell me about like how that works. If I wanted to have a workshop. So there's a, there's a whole long list of, of workshop topics. 
some of them are so obscure that, that they rarely get used. Um, and others are, I mean, staples that we, we know we're going to use them day in and day out. The easiest way is, is how, how we've, we've done it in, in Columbus is through introductions, through networking with, with different companies, a lot of, um, HR professionals, because a lot of times those are the people making those, those decisions on, you know, bringing somebody in to help the, the employees. But they, they reach out to us or, or we somehow get connected to them. And, you know, typically I'll go out and meet with whoever that decision maker is, explain to them a little bit about what we do, how we do it, see if it's a fit for what they're looking for. Um, and a lot of times it is. They just say, you know, we want to offer this to the employees. We'll make it optional. So come in, you know, during their, during a lunchtime or we'll schedule, schedule you a, a time and whoever can make it can, can make it. There's other companies that want something a little bit more concrete. And I guess more, um, they want to make it more a part of, of their, their onboarding process and their, their employee culture. Um, so it's not, they're, they're going to make it where every employee has to go through something like this, through the workshops or the one-on-one counseling, something like that. Yeah. Kind of part of their, part of the fabric of the company yep, then exactly, at that point, exactly. instead of just kind of this outside consultant coming in, this is part of our. Yeah, we're, we're, we're scheduled. We're, we're going to be out there, you know, X amount of times a month um, for a certain number of hours. And the goal is to get all the employees through through at least a few workshops that they're interested in. And what we do is typically we'll do what we call a pilot program where we'll go out and do a very general workshop. So it'll be seven missteps of a financial plan or, or how to get started on a financial plan. And then from there, we determine what the, what, what's important to the employees. Cause a 60 year old employee probably doesn't care much about starting a college fund. And a 30 year old employee probably doesn't care much about social security and, and how to take advantage of that. So what we do is, is from those initial pilot programs, determine what's of, of most interest to the employees. And then we can set up those those work, workshops that are that are significant to them and that they want to hear about. That's really nice. So it, it's personalized. So yeah. in theory, the employer who's bringing you in may not even know exactly what might be the best fit until Correct. you're there and you see your audience, especially if it's optional. You don't know mm-hmm. who's going to show up, right? And then you yeah. can kind of tailor from there. Yeah. We don't go in with a, with a predetermined plan of, you know, here's the first, first workshop, second, third, fourth. We know what we're going to do for the first one. It's usually between, there's usually three that we'll do for the first one. It's a very general overview. Um, And then from there, we just go wherever the, those employees want us to go. You're doing this because you're a financial advisor. You have that background, right? But how does what you're doing in this volunteer role differ from being a financial advisor in your, in your business? Probably the, I guess the, the biggest difference is it's, it's the same information. You mm-hmm. know, the, when I, when I meet with a client, we're, we're going over the same information. But right, um, it's an education process a lot of the time anyway. Cor- you correct. Know, if you, if you hire a financial advisor. Correct. Yeah. You know, that's typically one-on-one or, or with, with mm-hmm. a, a client and their spouse. But with, when we do the workshops, it's obviously a bigger group. We try to do 25, no more than 30. But it's it, it's just disseminating information. There's no there's no hook. Um, there's no well. If you want to know the details, call us and you can sign up for our for our monthly newsletter for 14.99 a month. Anything mm-hmm. like that. It's mm-hmm. here's the information, and if you want more information, 
give us a give us a call. We can set up a time to to go into detail about what you're doing. Some of those people that that we meet with the, through workshops that we've done have financial advisors that they have a wonderful relationship with, and so we'll we'll talk about you know what their questions are and send them back to to their to their to advisor, advisor to mm-hmm. to go if it's implementing something or if it's changing a little bit of their strategy, whatever the case is. So we're just trying to get information out there. Um, and, and not just information, but correct information. Cause there's so much that you can get online that, you know, you Google in, you know, a financial budget or financial planning, anything like that. But, but the problem is a lot of that information is for the masses and, and that the, those people you hear that, that are on the radio and on TV and, and writing these articles don't know what your specific situation is. So people will take that advice as, as it's meant for them, which it may not be which can end up being hurtful to you long-term. Right. So we try to get the correct information out there. So what groups can benefit? I know we've talked in the past, like school employees, Mm -hmm. um, federal employees, uh, small business owners, like it kind of almost sounds like anybody, right? (laughs) Yes. I mean, without sounding really broad, yeah, we've done a lot with, with schools in central Ohio and we tailor that to their STRS retirement program. Because there's so much that that teachers don't know about their system that we just we go and explain. Here's when you retire. Here's the choices you're going to have, and here's what affects those choices leading up to it. We do a lot with nonprofits, only because there's a there's a good fit. It doesn't have to be a nonprofit, but there seems mm-hmm. to be a pretty good fit there because of the fact that we're a nonprofit and then working with with them. But we do a lot with companies as well. Anybody that we're actually working with somebody now that they're actually just incredible to to talk to the leadership group at this at this company and the the steps that they take and the the hoops that they jump through to protect their employees from making bad financial decisions mm-hmm. and rather than firing an employee because they're having an attendance issue they work with the employee to find out why they're having an attendance oh, issue to get to the root of it. it it's incredible and mm-hmm. and i've spent a little bit of time with with that and it's just it's amazing to see their their attitude is their their employees are an extension of the family and it was really eye opening because i've never been with a company that that had that kind of unilateral work ethic from the executive committee i guess mm-hmm. um from the executive level that that stream down to not just their top employees, but I mean, they're, they're everyday it's a really new holistic employees. perspective. It's and incredible. Taking care of the whole individual and on, on, on lots of different levels too. You think, you know, okay, there's health insurance, there's you know, vacation, there's yeah. sick time and all that stuff. But to, to offer a program like you're talking about to help the other part of them, you know, their, their financial future, yeah. because I mean, realistically, you know, I don't know what the percentage of the population is that that ever even hires a financial <laughs> advisor, right? Yeah. But for some people, it, it feels like it's not necessary mm-hmm. or, or out of the realm of possibility for me. Yep. So to to bring in, you know, your company or the the um, the education partnership to share that information that's that's a really nice gift yeah. from an employer. Um, to provide that for their employees. And it's a great service that you guys are providing that someone might otherwise not be able to afford. 
afford or right. even think that or, they're or even consider, that they, right, they because, should be talking to somebody yeah right because the other piece to it is financial planning i don't know when i hear that i just think of the distance right <laughs> the retirement right. right but but there's so much more to it i i you know found on the website the some of the workshops that you guys mm-hmm. offer and um the, the list, you know, financial missteps, right? College yep. planning 101, of course, that's probably yep. a more common theme. But financial planning in uncertain times, like specifically uncertain times, and an intro to real estate, yep. you know, those topics cover a wide range of things. And I just don't know that everybody thinks about those when they think about their financial security. Right. Um, so yeah. having... And, and how that, they're connected to... Right, yeah. right. Right. So it is, it's a, it's a great benefit for an employer to offer mm-hmm. um, for their employees, but a really great thing that, that um, your organization's doing too, to provide that. One goal that I have for myself mm-hmm. is to be a lifelong learner. And whether that means know, reading, a, reading a book or about something new or different or learning a new skill. So I, I would think that you know, your volunteering with mm-hmm. this organization sort of offers you that opportunity as well, like on a personal level, because I don't know, as a financial advisor, if you specialize in certain topics, and this is an opportunity for you as an individual to kind of grow your knowledge of, of the world of yeah. financial planning. I don't know. I mean, it, yeah. it, do you find that? And of course, you know, volunteering also is a, is a way to, um, you know, to give back and yeah. um, kind of fill your cup that way. Do you feel like you're growing through oh, the, yeah. I mean, your involvement with the partnership? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, partly I think I'm growing as a, as, as a speaker because you have to get up in front of, you know, 25 or 30 people a few times a month. And, and so I'm, I'm much better and more comfortable doing that now than I was in the beginning, but also just the information. I mean, if, if you're going to get up and talk to 25 or 30 people about a, a topic, you better know what you're talking about. And so, you know, you mentioned being a lifelong learner. I've, I've gone back and um, stuff that I thought I had a pretty good handle on. You find out so much more when you have to go do a 45 minute workshop on it to people who care and the people are going to be taking notes and basically fact checking you. Right. You're um, the expert. Yeah. 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 So there's, there's definitely a, a component of it that, that you, you have to keep, keep up to date because a lot of the stuff also is, it, it changes a lot. Um, and there's new regulations that come out with, with taxes. And w- I'm sure down the road, there's going to be changes with social security and eligibility and, and all that kind of stuff. So you have to, and certainly with like STRS and OPRS, SERS stuff that, that their pension programs are, I shouldn't say always changing, but it seems like every time you turn around they're they're either making a change or they're talking about making a change. Um, so it's, I mean, it's constantly just kind of checking and, and making sure that the information you're giving is, is up to date. Right. And for the employee or, or a business owner, that stuff feels so complicated. You know, when I think about, um, you know, switching health insurances, right. <laughs> or, or, or as a, as an employer, workers' compensation yeah. and, or, or as a, you know, maybe a teacher or a federal employee, once that retirement's set, yep. you just don't want to have to think about yep. changing it because it's so overwhelming. If that's not your strength yep. in, in understanding all of that stuff, it's, it's really hard to think about making that change. Yep. So having that that information available and understanding that, well, maybe it's not as complicated as it sounds, um, then investing in, in that yeah. knowledge for yourself to, to make the best choices. The, the, the hardest part, the hardest thing that, that I've found with working with, with people over the years is getting started is, is the hardest part. 
once you've once you've kind of taken that first step to get the ball rolling, it's easy. But it's getting started. It's finding finding all that information. I mean, it's like going and getting. Why don't people refinance more often or, or something? All yeah, all the information <laughs> that you have to get get together and right. submitted, you don't have at your fingertips necessarily. And that's part of what we what we talk about in in different workshops is is knowing what you have. You know, it's not enough to just put it on on autopilot. And then, you know, it comes time to retire and you say, oh, I thought I had this and I thought this did that. And, and you don't have what you think you have. So that's one of the, the financial staples that we talk about is just knowing what you what you have. Yeah, that's really true. And it's easy to forget. Like yeah. if you, you know, you on a whim or, you know, maybe not a whim, but you, you, you've get motivated and you make a decision and you do something and then you forget about it. That actually just happened <laughs> yeah. to me recently. I won't yeah. go into that now, but um, discover something that you, that, that you forgot about. Yeah. Um, so I do think that awareness, because it, it is, I mean, in order to, like you just said, take advantage of a refinancing opportunity, it's a hassle to gather yeah. all that stuff or to, to put an estate plan together. You yeah. have to have all this stuff and um, just keeping track of it's really important. So just the, the education there, just yeah. get a grip on it, right? Yep. Keep it together so you know where it is when you need it. Yep. So you can take advantage of opportunities when That's they come right. along. That's right. And it's amazing how, I mean, you mentioned estate planning, how people think you've got to be a, a Rockefeller to, to need an estate plan. And it's, I mean, it's almost the exact opposite. It's the people that, that have a little bit they want to make sure that it goes to the right place and, and doesn't get washed away in, in taxes or fees or whatever it might be. And, and that, that sometimes is tough because you don't want to, especially younger people, don't want to think about their, their ultimate end, right? It's hard end, to right? think about it. Yeah. It's hard for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's not stuff yeah. that, you want to, that you want to talk about and think about. But you know, once it's done, you feel a lot better and, and more prepared for what right. the future it is holds. It's kind of a burden lifted off your shoulders once you just like just do it just yeah. sign papers just yep, just get exactly. it done and then you can kind of relieve yourself of that yeah. of that worry um, all right so so let me ask you a question now because you do wait a, a second <laughs> <laughs> but you've uh, i mean you've done a lot of volunteering and and work with nonprofits so what what drew you to that to that work the work of a nonprofit that and i mean going back to the your time on the school board and and that kind of stuff I think that um, it's 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 giving back. Yeah. I mean, I think it's as simple as that. And uh, you know, there, for for me personally, that 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 piece of lifelong learning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I care deeply about our our school district and yeah. the community and uh, and education and that one specifically. I just felt like it was it was the right time and the right place to to kind of try to make a difference that will have lasting effects. Yeah, at a level that not everybody has an opportunity to, to be part of. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really value that time that I, I put in there on the school board because I think we made some really great things happen yeah. and, and it will have lasting effects, not just for my children, but for, for generations to come. So that feel good part for me yeah. is there. I, I really, um, I, I really just want to get back. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's it's interesting you mentioned that long lasting and not just for your children but for for other people. That's something that that I, I had a, an owner of a business tell me is that you know he they have eighty employees and if he can change the lives of those eighty employees then then fine that's you know he's touching eighty people. 
But he goes, if he changes those, those people's lives, it's not just their lives, it's their spouse's lives, it's their kids, and then their kids learn about money, and then that changes their kids' lives. So he goes, you know, you're talking about 80 people directly, but it could be thousands by the right. time, Trickle down. by the time right. it's all done. And that's, and he, he, I mean, he very candidly said, that's what drives him. He goes, you know, I don't, I, I'm not here. I don't, I don't need more money, but I'm here to make a difference in, in my employees' lives so that they can make a difference in their kids' lives. Wow. And it, it's what an amazing man and it, what an amazing crazy. place to work. Yeah. Like, it's just unbelievable. The it's everything. Their their HR director, their operations manager, their CFO. They all have the same mentality. And I'm sure it comes from the owner down, but they all the HR director says somebody comes in and and wants to do something with their 401k, and she's like, well, okay, but I'm not going to let you do that now. I want you to talk to somebody that is going to that's going to tell you what the repercussions are if you take money out of your 401k now stuff like that as one example right. and she goes people come in and talk to me and I give them homework because I don't I'm not going to let them just make a decision wow. because some forklift operator told them that this is what they should do go talk to somebody who's a tax expert that is going to tell you what what's going to happen if you do this and then they come back and they say yeah that's not the way it was explained to me so I probably don't want to do it and she goes and saved them probably a couple thousand dollars in, in fees and, and penalties. You know, it's really refreshing to know yeah. that um, there are companies being run that way. Yep. And I think you and I both know, based on our experience here at the Chamber, that we have some really amazing mm-hmm. business owners and business leaders in the communities that we serve. So it shouldn't be that surprising. Yeah. But to, to hear that level of detail yeah. and that holistic approach, it really is refreshing. And, yeah. and what a great model for the rest of us to learn from. It, it was. The first time I met them and, and talked to, to that group specifically, I mean, I was just, I was in awe. Of, and I, I asked him, I said, how do you guys do this? Like, why do you do this? And it went back to the owner that him and his wife were, you know, this is what they feel like they were put here to do. And this is why they were blessed with some financial freedom and, and the ability to run a, a very successful company is to impact other people's lives, not just wow. their own. What a great experience for you. Yeah. Uh, you know, to, to oh. have that sort of brush with them and that opportunity to contribute yeah. to what they want to provide for their employees. Long, yeah. I mean, it's long after our relationship's over, I'm going to remember what what he said and, and mm-hmm. kind of his his uh, mentality and, and his philosophy on, on money. Because he's like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's amazing how you know, somebody that's running a business and can look at the dollars and cents and and think that that's so important was able to put that to the side and say, the, the, the more important pe- people here are the employees. And it's not just about the dollars and cents. And, and I can sacrifice some of the dollars to help an employee change, change their life. It is that's incredible. Powerful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a really neat guy. And I can tell by the way you're talking about it that it means a lot to you to just to, to, to have that experience. And, you know, that, that speaks volumes about, again, volunteering, yeah. right? Why we volunteer. It's not, we don't go into it for a right. selfish thing. We go in it to help, <laughs> right. help other people. Yeah. But it turns out always to benefit the individual as well. Well, that's, it's amazing, you know, doing the work with the, with the chamber that I've done over the years. And, and you see the people that, that come and volunteer their time volunteer their money in a, in a lot of cases that, you know, they, they, I, I can personally, I can, you get something out of it. It's not just, uh, you don't feel like it's a waste of time or, or anything like that, but, but there's a, there's a purpose. And when you see 
something, you know, get an event, get, get done and get completed. And you know that it was a lot of hands that, that went into that. It's pretty neat. And it's, you mentioned before the, the people that are part of the chamber and I've made some, some unbelievable friends through the chamber, just working on, on events with them, being in meetings with them, stuff like that, that, that are, are, I mean, I, I see them more now probably outside the chamber than, than I ever would have thought I would. Um, that's awesome. And yeah. that's, a, that's a testament to the organization, you know, and, yeah. and the people that we have here. I always say we have an amazing group of, of um, business owners yeah. and, and, uh, and, and leaders, and it's truly representative of the communities that we serve yeah. and, and the personality of, of these communities. And um, it really is a, a great testament. Mm-hmm. So thank you. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Well, I think that's probably a great note to wrap up on. Okay. But before we go, let's let our listeners know how they can find you or the, the Financial Education Partnership. You have a website? Yeah, or what's so the best way to the website reach out? is um, org, And that, I mean, you can go on there and see what the different topics are, all the different, I guess, general information. And then you can also reach out to me. Email is probably the easiest way. And that email is danb at feponline.org. Dan, thank you so much for being here with us today and for all the work you do at the Chamber as well. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, it's been a Steph. pleasure. Yep. Thanks for subscribing, downloading, and listening to Business Inspires, a monthly podcast of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. Our innovative and active chamber is successful because of our smart and engaged members who cultivate our strong business community. With more than 60 years as an integral part of the Grandview, Upper Arlington, and Marble Cliff communities, the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership is dedicated to a single purpose, the success of the business community. You can find a link to our website in the podcast notes to learn more about the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. For information about this podcast, to schedule a guest appearance, or to find out more about sponsoring this podcast, our contact information is in the podcast notes. Make sure you rate and review our podcast on iTunes. That helps us spread the word about Business Inspires.